Hello, Cathedral family. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thanks so much for joining us for today's service. I'm so excited. In just a few moments, Pastor Shelley is gonna wrap up our series on Stranger Things with a message about prayer. Because here at Cathedral of Faith, we believe in the power of prayer. In fact, I'm gonna invite you to join with me in, in saying the most important prayer you could ever pray and that's the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who fills the heavens, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. God, you know what we need. We put ourselves in position to receive and forgive us of our sins. God, as we look back on the week, ways that we've fallen short, forgive us of those, cleanse us, make us whole as we forgive others who have sinned against us and lead us not into temptation, deliver us from the evil one, keep us safe from ourselves and from the devil. For yours is the power and the kingdom and the glory forever and forever. Amen. Well, said he's coming with the worship team to lead us. Let's focus our hearts on God today and give him the praise that he deserves. Amen, amen. If you are alive and well this weekend and wherever you're at, let's stand to our feet. Let's get ready to worship the King.
many of you are glad to be alive right now? The word says the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive in you. Let's continue to worship.
from glory to glory. You know, that's God's intention. It tells us in scripture, his plan is to take us higher. His plan is to transform us. His plan is to give more of his glory in your life. And you're in the right place for that to happen. Thank you for joining us. All of our prayers, our plans, our preparations, our preaching here at Cathedral is for that one reason, for you to experience more of the favor and glory of God. And may that be so in you right now. Well, what a great privilege this weekend to have one of our senior executive leaders back with us, Jolie. Thanks for all you do to make this such a great place. How fun. How fun indeed. I get to say that to you this time. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Wayne. And hello, Cathedral fam. I am so excited to be here with you this weekend. Well, as you know, when we kicked off 2020, the word that God gave Pastor Ken for our church family was courageous. Be strong and courageous. And who would have known just how courageous we would have to be. I don't need to go through the list. Y'all know what happened this year. And that included the fact that we were unable to gather indoors to worship our God. But as our founding pastor said, delays are not denials. And I am so excited because next weekend is a big weekend for us here at Cathedral. And it just brings a song into my soul. And I know you know this one, so you go ahead and finish it off for me, Dr. Wayne reunited and And it it feels so good hallelujah praise the lord take this 2020 next weekend we are not only going to be united in christ through our outdoor services through our online services but we're going to be reunited indoors here in the sanctuary and in the chapel so we just want to encourage you to register online beginning Monday. Seats are limited. We want to make sure that you're safe. So we encourage you to register online on the church website, through our social media app, calling the church office. We have so many opportunities for you to be able to to come worship with us here at Cathedral, again, online, outdoor, or indoors. But we are so excited for what God has in store for you. So let's get together, Cathedral fam. Dr. Wayne? Amen. Amen. Well, what a great series we've been in the armor of God. And last week, take up the sword, the light, and direct us. And there's a passage from the sword I want to share with you. In Galatians chapter 6, we read this. You will always harvest what you plant. That's a strong truth. You will always harvest what you plant. So if you plant corn, you'll get corn. If you plant strawberries, you'll get strawberries. And that's true not only about agriculture, it's true about life. If you plant kindness, you'll get kindness. And if you plant hope, you'll get hope. You'll get hope. Let me take that verse a little further. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul writes this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. That explains to us that this passage says, if you give a little, it opens the door for a little to come back to you. If you give generously, it opens the door for God to be generous with you. I just wanna give a great shout out to our Cathedral family. Thank you to those of you who stepped up this time and continue to be faithful. You know, in a season when a lot of food banks shut down, a lot of places closed down that were serving our community. We could have backed off. We could have in fear just said, no, we can't do this. But instead we stepped up. We've been able to bless over 300,000 people with food. And I believe because we've been generous, God's been generous to us. And one of the ways he was generous, a special shout out this weekend to Jim Gallagher and Troy Boloka from Reaching Out, as well as to Brett and Angie Bymaster from Healing Grove. We partnered together with them to ask our community for some, a grant and we were generously blessed. And I believe that's because we've been generous. Let me take you back to that passage of scripture in Corinthians for just one moment. It says, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And we're believing that that's true, not just for cathedral, but for you in this moment as you step up and give. You can go online to give. You can give through our app. You can stop by the church office or mail it to us. But in that moment, you're sowing seeds. And as you sow generously, God will bless you generously in ways you can't imagine. I wanna pray that over you. Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness. 
Thank you for this amazing church family and for all those who've continued to be generous during this time. Lord, bless them in proportion to their generosity as they've stepped up and obeyed you in bringing tithes and offerings. Lord, pour out on them blessings they can't imagine. For those who have been a little nervous during this time and held back, Lord, let them see this truth that's so powerful that as they step up, as they give, as they are generous, you will generously bless them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. Well, there's a passage of scripture in Revelation that tells us, you might not realize, but you know, God's collecting all of our prayers. He, he gathers them together. They're like incense before him. And one day, all of our prayers will be presented to him. And who knows, but that next prayer you pray might be the overflow for God to work. And one of the things that's vital to us here at Cathedral is praying. And so this next week, what we're gonna be doing, you're gonna be so excited. You're gonna see a commercial on local television stations that Cathedral has put together. And what we're doing is we're encouraging us as citizens of the kingdom of God to step up and pray and as citizens of the United States to step up and vote. And we wanna encourage our community and bless them. So take a look about this commercial, pray for it, pray for its impact. It's gonna be a great week as we bless our community through prayer. Each of us matter through our voice and through our vote. Now more than ever, each of our voices matter. Each of our votes matter. As we stand up as citizens to vote, as people of faith, let's also kneel down to pray. United we stand. United we vote. United we pray. We encourage everyone to vote for the future of our community. We also encourage each of us to pray for the future of our country. United we stand strong. Pastor Ken has led us in the series called Stranger Things, winning the battle with the upside down, looking at the struggle between good and evil, and learning how to use each part of the armor of God. He walked us through Ephesians 6, where Paul encourages us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He instructed us to put on the whole armor of God that we are able to stand against the attacks of the enemy and after having done all to stand. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age and spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies. He says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness firmly in place, our feet fitted with the shoes of peace, taking up the shield of faith, putting on the helmet of salvation, and last week, Pastor John spoke about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Putting on the armor prepares us for the battle. However, prayer is the battle itself. Allow me to draw your attention to Paul's final directive in Ephesians 6, where he says in verse 18, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. 
With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I submit to you today that any prayer that is directed, energized, and sustained by the Holy Spirit is a prayer that is prayed in the Spirit. So as believers, we should never be afraid or intimidated to take the fight to the enemy. Pastor Alan Randolph once said in one of his devotionals that a battle never engaged is a battle never won. The game-changing thing about the battles we get to engage is that we fight our battles from a position of victory, knowing that the war has already been fought and won. So here we are in the middle of unusual and unexpected times, and God certainly has our full attention. He continues to warn us that we are not on a cruise ship, we are on a battleship. And there are real forces, as invisible as they may be, that are attempting to take us out and render us ineffective in our faith. With this in mind, it now becomes our primary responsibility to pray in the spirit with all kinds of prayers and request. So today I would like to talk to you about three types of prayers. The first one is personal prayer. Praying in the spirit. Jude 20 says, but you dear friends, by building yourselves up, in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Jude said, build yourself up. It's personal. He says, when you pray, build yourself up on your most holy faith. When we pray personal prayers, we encourage ourselves in the faith like David had to encourage himself in the Lord. We say, Holy Spirit, transform me. We say, Holy Spirit, change me, that I might be built up on my holy faith. It's personal. When we pray in the Spirit, we pray in the one who intercedes for us. Romans 8 and 34 says Jesus is at the right hand of God interceding for us. All through Jesus' ministry, he was found praying. He would often pull away from the crowds and retreat to a quiet place to pray. He prayed for himself and he prayed for others. We see this in Luke 22. 31 to 32, Jesus said to Simon, 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 Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. He says, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith fail not. Hebrews 7 and 25 says that Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. As God's children, we pray in the spirit as we are led by the spirit of God. Romans 8 and 14 says those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. When we are being led by the Holy Spirit, we are now able to discern and pull down strongholds that attempt to distract and detour us from being focused in the battle. 
We pray in the Holy Spirit, for we pray in the one with the one who helps us to pray. Romans 8:26 says this. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. When we don't know what we ought to pray for, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with wordless groans. As Jesus is interceding on our behalf, he now is in concert with the Holy Spirit, who is a promise from the Father. And he is the one that makes intercession for us when we don't know how to pray as we should. Jesus left us a helper. He is the third person of the Trinity. He is the one that is called alongside us to be our own personal helper. John 16 and 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go, Jesus said, the helper will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. And Jesus goes and the Holy Spirit comes. And while he has many functions, one of the most important functions of the Holy Spirit is to help us to pray. He is the spirit of truth. And he brings back to our remembrance the truth of God's word so that you and I can pray the promises of God. He takes the cries and the deep longings of our hearts and he translates them to Jesus. The Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us and yet he is the same spirit that comes alongside of us and helps us to pray. He encourages us in our weaknesses and he prays through us the perfect will of God. It is my prayer today that your heart will be open to embrace the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. The Bible says in Luke 11 and 13 that your Father in heaven will give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him. The second type of prayer is that of prevailing prayer. Ephesians 6, 18 continues, with this in mind, be alert. You and I must be alert in order to pray prevailing prayers. We must pay attention, we must keep watch. When we prevail in prayer, we are often going to God from a place of desperation where our desire for God to intervene in our situation is more important than what anyone thinks or says. We need an answer and we are determined to get that answer, even if it means that we have to sit at the feet of Jesus and wait patiently. Sometimes prevailing prayers are wordless. You don't even know what to say. Words fail you. <laughs> I remember when my mom died a year or so ago. I didn't know what to say. I wasn't ready. I couldn't formulate prayers. I just heard myself groaning sometimes at night. I woke up with my pillow soaked in tears, but I had to prevail. I had to keep getting up. I had to get up every day looking to God, looking to the Holy Spirit, reaching for him. I had to keep pressing on. A Bible example of that is in Matthew 9, 21 to 22. It is a story 
of the woman with the issue of blood. The scripture said that she said to herself, she just thought it inside. If I could just touch, if I could just reach, if I could just get to the hem of his garment, I know that I will be made whole. And this woman pressed her way. She prevailed towards Jesus. And Jesus felt that touch. And he said, take heart. In my words, be encouraged. I got you. You're healed. Your faith has made you whole. This woman didn't say a word. She spoke with her whole being. She just reached for him, and Jesus gave her the miracle as she prevailed. Another great example is Hannah. Hannah was praying in 1 Samuel 1 and 13. She was praying, and her lips moved, but the Bible said there was no sound. They thought that she was drunk, but she wasn't drunk. This is what she said in her own words. She said, this is not what you think. She said, I'm very discouraged, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. She didn't say a word, but her whole being reached for God. Prevailing prayers are more powerful than opposing forces. God heard and answered Hannah. The Holy Spirit allows us to reach beyond our physical limits, to touch the God that is limitless. And we need to use every strategy aligned with the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to pray. No matter what the circumstance or situation, no matter what the struggle, I encourage you today to keep pushing forward, to keep pressing forward, to push past the way you feel and tap into your faith. Push forward, pray until something happens. In a battle, you and I cannot afford to be distracted by anything that is going on around us. We have to pay attention. We have to keep watch. We can't fall asleep like the disciples did when they were supposed to be watching and praying. We pray prevailing prayers because Jesus prevailed when he prayed in the garden, and he is our example. His sweat became drops of blood as he prevailed until his will lined up with God's will, and he triumphed over hell, death, and the grave. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. The third type of prayer is persevering prayer. Paul encourages us to be persistent, to persevere in prayer for all people, to be relentless. To persevere is to do something despite difficulty and remain steadfast, continuing in prayer, regardless of obstacles or denials. Matthew 7, 7, Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. In the Greek, this verse denotes that we should keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. It's not just a one-time thing. Persevering in prayer means that we don't get deterred. We keep punching holes in the darkness. We keep praying 
for that child to be saved. We keep praying for that loved one to be delivered. We keep praying for that marriage to be restored. We keep praying for that situation to be turned around. We just keep praying and we do not let up. The greatest obstacle to perseverance in prayer is the flesh. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And since the flesh is weak, you and I need the Holy Spirit to help us persevere. We need to keep God's word always before us. We have to be committed, disciplined, and self-sacrificing. We have to come to the end of ourselves in order to fully encounter God. Perseverance is not just about how we feel. We have two women in our small group and they're struggling right now with depression. But in spite of how they feel, they said, we just keep coming. We don't feel like getting on the Zoom, but we show up. We're depressed, but we're here. And that's what I'm talking about. Persevering to the end. Doing it when you don't feel like doing it. Warfare has been intensified in this season. Now is the time to go forward and not retreat. Now is the time to stay on mission. Now is the time to not go away from the course that God has laid before us. We don't give up when we don't get immediate answers or when we have unmet expectations. When it's hardest, that is the time to tighten our armor and forge ahead. Prayer is the battle and nothing happens unless someone prays. In James 5, and 17, he encourages us to pray continually. It was Luke who said that men ought always to pray and not give up. It was Max Lucado who said that the power of prayer is not in the one who says it, but it's in the one who hears it. And because we know that he hears, we know that he answers. Prayer has nothing to do with the way that we sound. It doesn't matter if our prayers are awkward or feeble. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear your voice. He has given you authority and he wants you to use it. We can't fortify a relationship with someone we won't talk to on a consistent basis. Jesus wants to hear your voice. In Ephesians 6, 18 to 19, Paul says, be persistent in prayers for all believers everywhere. But he didn't stop there. He said, and pray for me too. Persevering prayers are inclusive. They go beyond me to we, praying for all God's people. Paul was in chains when he wrote the book of Ephesians. He was locked up in prison. He knew the power of prayer. He knew that when you and I persist and persevere in prayer, not only does it free us, but it also frees everyone that is around us. And that changes everything. Our prayers do matter. It was recorded in Acts 16, 25 to 26. 
Here is Paul and Silas praying and singing at midnight. And as they prayed and as they sang, a violent earthquake shook the prison. The doors flew open <laughs> and the chains began to fall. Late in that midnight hour, God started to turn everything around. They were stunned. The prisoners were wondering, what's going on? What's going on? Somebody was praying. Paul was praying. And when you pray, things start to happen. When you pray, things start to move. When you pray, a lot of things get shaken up. And lately, it seems like in our world, everything is being shaken. And I want to use this opportunity as a call to prayer to all believers everywhere. A call for you and a call for me to get back on our knees in a posture of humility before a holy God. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your specific pain is. I don't know what your situation is or your circumstance is. I don't know what keeps you up at night. But God knows. God knows. And he promises that when we pray, he will hear. He promises that because he hears, he will answer. And he causes all things to work together for your good and for his glory. In this moment, I want to pray for you. I want to pray today that if you do not know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, if you have not accepted Christ to come and live in your heart, today is your day. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all of my sins. I'm sorry for my sins and I turn away from them. Holy Spirit, come. Fill me in this moment. Do for me in this moment what I cannot do on my own. Father, I need you. I accept you. I receive you. Make me now a part of your family. If you have prayed that prayer, the Holy Spirit has sealed you and you are now a child of the living God.
outside the number Like a child who is lost in wonder a powerful song. Cathedral, our prayers, your prayers can change everything. So keep on praying and never, ever, ever give up. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or imagine by his spirit that dwells on the inside of you. To him be all glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Love you, Cathedral family. See you next week. How's it, Cathedral hello, hello, faithful? Hello. Hey. Come on in, it's the wrap. It's Romel, Jolie, Pastor Jesslyn, Megan, and Pastor Cedric. We've got our armor on, and Pastor Shelley is leading the charge with the Holy Spirit, knowing that if we keep pushing, anything can happen. So, man, man let's jump on in it. Pastor Jesslyn, man, I mean, what's got hold of you? Wow, this was such a powerful, powerful message by Pastor Shelley. Yeah. And it's so great because I love the topic of prayer. We talk about it a lot at COF Kids. And it's not just something that we memorize. It's something that is very personal. Mm. Um, and she really reminded me that um, when she was talking about how the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And she used the examples of the woman with the issue of blood and Hannah. And it reminded me of this summer when I was pregnant. I was eight months pregnant and I had a really bad headache. And so my husband and I, we went to the, the hospital and they told me that I was suffering from preeclampsia and I had to give birth right now, basically. And it hit me so hard. And even though I, I teach the kids all about prayer and we I have all these prayer verses memorized with the kids in that moment, I didn't have a prayer on my tongue. Mm. And me and my husband, we just held hands and we just cried and God heard our prayer. The Holy Spirit was so strong there and he intercedes for us and he really interceded um, for me and my husband in that moment. Yeah. 
man, you know, those moments where, you know, we, we just don't know what to pray. Mm-hmm. And I think and for a lot of us, you know, prayer, it, it, there's these obstacles to prayer. Pastor Shelley talks about it. And a lot of times it's the flesh. And sometimes it's not just the flesh. It's we just don't know what to pray. Sometimes right. it's just so overwhelming or I've been so far from God and I, I don't even know what or how to pray. But this, this, this dialogue and this, this time we spent this morning really opens the doors for us just to simply mm-hmm. um, pray, even if we don't have the words. Right. Yeah. Right? Megan? What really uh, stood out to me in Pastor Shelley's message was the fact that she said patience, because I'm not a very patient person. (laughs) And in this day and age with social media and our phones and emails, we get automatic responses. You text someone, you can even see if they read it, and like you get automatic. But with God and praying, you Mm -hmm. have to be patient because there's no clear view to when he'll answer your prayers. And you have to be persistent in your prayers, as she said, that you just have to keep going because you never know when it could be answered. And that kind of thing is like, that's where your faith jumps in. You have to have a strong faith because... You get a text, you, you, you say, hey, you want to go eat out? They'll let you know right away. Yeah. With God, you're like, hey, God, no, you don't, you'll get right. nothing, nothing right away. So you have to be persistent. Yeah. So, 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 so when I'm baking a cake, I can't like put it up to 700 and just be done in 10 minutes? <laughs> It'll be crispy right away. Yeah. Can you bake yeah. a cake in an Instant Pot? Yes, you can actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you learn something new every day. You know, like um, sometimes it's not so much about like we, 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 we expect or hope God that, that he answers our prayer right away, but we just want to have that red receipt, right? Just to know that, that God got the message, yeah. you know? Right. Sometimes we're just waiting for that. That's right. But I love that, talking about patience and, and persistence in prayer. And it reminds me of Pastor Shelley's message where she's talking about perseverance prayer. And yeah. it reminds me of when I wasn't walking with the Lord and um, I was so far from God. My mom had just died. I was defeated and depressed mm-hmm. and alone. And um, in the process of that season in my life, I stepped away from all of my friends, like my girls. I just stopped talking to them for years because I was in a really dark place. And when I came to cathedral and gave my life to Christ, I started to finally feel comfortable, like, all right, God, when is the right time for me to go back and restore these relationships? And so he opened that door for me to go out to SoCal, meet with my best friends. And I remember sitting in that restaurant crying, apologizing for having walked away for so long. And my best friend said to me, you know, I knew you needed your space. I knew God would bring you back to me. And the entire time that you were broken and away from us, I was praying for you. And so when I hear Pastor Shelley talking about persevering prayer, I think of that moment where it's not necessarily me praying for the perseverance because I wasn't walking with God. I didn't know what I needed, but there was someone standing in the gap for me so that I would persevere. Right. Pastor Shelley says prayer is the battle itself. Right? Right. We've got our armor on and prayer is the battle itself. And I think the way she, she, she lays it out is not by accident. By her saying uh, personal prayers, prevailing prayers, and persevering prayer. Uh, because there's something about not, not just making it personal, but taking a position of a prevailing spirit. Like I'm praying for you. I'm believing for this, that we're going to make this through. And that leads us into persevere. Yeah. It's one thing to kind of go persevere first and then prevail. Right? There's a lot of research that's going on about your mindset and how mindset can affect the outcomes. Yeah. So for us to start with prevailing spirit first mm. is powerful. Mm. Uh, and then to persevere. Mm. And that we can build sort of this, this spiritual endurance that, yeah. that we're going to be able to go a little bit further. We're going to be able to go a little bit longer. Pray for a little bit more people mm-hmm. right? if we take that position of a prevailing uh, position first, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to be alert, Pastor Shelley said. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, you know, um, talking about being, being patient and being, 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 uh, um, being able to, to persevere. Like, um, I love how, like, when, when like Pastor Shelley brought up the fact that, 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 that like, you know, Jesus went to the garden to, to pray, right? You know, and, and he prayed to God, you know, God, if it's, um, if, if it's your will, you know, let this cup pass for me, you know? But then, but after he, he pressed more, he was like, you know, but God, not my will, but, but yours be done. A lot of the times, like you know, we go to prayer with what we want, and and, and the whole prayer thing—it's like the the relationship you know that we have with God, and, and the constant conversation that we have with with God. Where like you know, slowly you know, God helps us through 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 our prayer, that conversation to align His will with, with our will to to to, to align 
to to align our will with 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 his will and and um you know a lot of times you know it's either either two things change in prayer either the 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 situation change or you change right and so i think between the two between the situation and your heart i believe god god brings brings his will and our will together for his glory and just to piggyback off of that you know so many times people stop praying because they're impatient and i remember actually one of the east san jose pastors had said last weekend he was like if you're not praying it's just a wish so it's like, be patient, be persistent, keep praying, because we're believers. So we're not wishing for things. We're believing that God's going to provide. That's right. Right. Yeah, it's definitely more than a wish, right? It's, it's part of the armor. And I love that in our hardest times, we tighten that armor. You know, in the hardest times, we, we feel like maybe we're, we're not as close to God or he's, for some reason, not going to listen to us. But in reality, in the spirit... It's when we tighten it. It's when we pray more. It's when we fight harder. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that Pastor said Shelley that. said that uh, it, this is, it, it, the battle is intensified. But we got we to continue to remind ourselves we're in this battle. It's, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? This prayer thing isn't, isn't a feel-good, feel-good wish kind of thing. Right? It's going to be uncomfortable. we got to work mm-hmm. through it. There's a process that we have to work through. And he's, Pastor Shelley talks about God is our, our intercessor. Right? Jesus mm-hmm. has given us um, as our intercessor. He has Holy Spirit as, as the way for that to happen. God's given us authority, and God wants us to use it, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and I, I, I wonder, um, you guys, if, 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 if God's given us all of this um, and given us the Holy Spirit, Jesus is our intercessor, and we're in this battle, I mean, what, what, what are some ways um, that we can, we can work through that this week? I mean, you know, we're in our small groups, and we're and we're, we're, we're wrapping it up, and now more than ever, right, we really need some real tangible, real-time tools to help us, you know, work through our day-to-day lives with prayer in place. Um, I think maybe, like, you know, to just have a list to, to, pray, to pray over and pray regardless of how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good one. I think it's great with the small groups. We're actually really connecting with one another. So for me, it's easier to pray for someone than pray for myself. So I think in your small group, maybe just chat with someone in the group and say, hey, I heard that you've been hurting this week. I want to be prayer partners this week with you. And I want to check in maybe tomorrow. Just send me a text and say, hey, if you're feeling down, right away I'll drop everything I do and I'll just pray for you. Right, That's a good one because Pastor Shelley talked about the characteristics of of Holy Spirit-filled prayers, one where you pray for all things and pray for everyone, Mm -hmm. right, relentlessly and and, and without cease. Another practical thing we can do, especially for the kids out there or if you're you're new to your faith, um, what you can really do is take your Bible and look up some of the prayers. And you can pray some of these prayers that Jesus prayed or some of the apostles prayed. And it really helps you learn how to pray, but it also really does build up your spirit and strengthen you throughout the week. Um, I would also encourage people to go boldly before the throne of God. There's so much spiritual warfare out there. There's so many things that we are struggling with personally. And just like Megan said, sometimes it's so hard for us to bring our requests to God. And yet what he wants for us is to bring our requests to him. He already knows them. Go boldly before the throne of God and let God know what you need. Absolutely. Yeah, another real powerful way for us to lead prayer um, is through the word of God itself. Pastor Cedric's got our scripture of the day. Amen. Our scripture of the day this week is Matthew 7, 7. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. What a blessing it's been, um, you folks, everybody, just to be here together and for all of you um, to be together in your groups, um, especially this week. Use that word, Matthew 7, to keep pushing, to keep praying until something happens. And we're going to continue to pray, Cathedral family, that the Lord will be with you in your time, that we'll continue to bless you with not just the words, but the experience with one another of the Holy Spirit that Holy Spirit will move powerfully in and through your lives and in and through your time, that he's pushing us into a place like we've never experienced before, individually as a person and together as a church. 
We look forward to what this looks like and how we experience it together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Hey, we love you, Cathedral of Faith. And as always, it's, it's a wrap. wrap.